So my friends, we've been hearing these last number of weeks from what's called the Last Supper Discourse in St. John's Gospel, the, those number of chapters in John's Gospel where Jesus is addressing the apostles and telling them any number of things on this night before he is to die. But today's Gospel takes a bit of a different turn. Jesus turns from addressing the apostles to addressing the Father. And so this particular section of John's Gospel is called the High Priestly Prayer of Jesus. Is Jesus praying for the church on behalf of the apostles. Now just think about how beautiful that is. Our Lord Jesus prays for his church. He prays for the church. He's praying for us right now. Christ, seated at the right hand of the Father, is interceding for us. He's praying for us to the Father. When you know, if I knew that, for example, uh, Mother Teresa when she was alive, if I knew that she was praying for me, I would be like, wow. Mother Teresa is praying for me. How much more that Jesus Christ himself is praying for me? That he's praying for his church. Christ is constantly praying for the church. And if we look at a little bit of what this prayer is, it'll help us understand a little bit more of what the church ought to be, how the church ought to act. Our Lord says, Holy Father, keep them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one just as we are one. We confess that we believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, that the church is one church, that there should be unity in the church. The church is meant to be the united body of Christ. And so we need to really see our gathering as unified. We are a unified body of Christ. The fact that those who call themselves Christians are so divided that there are divisions uh, within the Catholic Church, the Orthodox, uh, the non-Catholic Christians, all of these different groups, that's actually something that should cause us a bit of sadness, that there's not that ultimate unity. The goal is unity, that we are the unified body of Christ. And any divisions in the body of Christ is something that we should lament. Similarly, in our parishes, in our dioceses, you know, the fact that we're broken up into parishes throughout the Archdiocese of Hartford doesn't mean that it's us against them. Rather, we are the one body of Christ. We are a united body of Christ. And then even within our parish, we have those people we know, maybe some people we like, maybe some people we dislike, but we are to be the one body of Christ. There's supposed to be unity in the church. Look at and pay attention to the Mass to how many times we pray that the church be united or be one. Just listen, this is so much a prayer of the church, that we be united, that we be one, and that that unity of the church, that love for one another that St. John talks about, should be a distinctive element of Christians, a unity, that we are united in our love of Jesus Christ and we are united in our love for one another. So this church is this united group And what is specifically, what happens to this group? He says, Consecrate them in the truth. Your word is truth. As the united church, we are consecrated, we are sanctified in the truth. In the truth. And what is the truth? Jesus says, your word is truth. Now we can take that as a twofold meaning. The Word of God in Scripture, absolutely, but also Jesus himself, St. John, at the very beginning of the Gospel. In the beginning was the Word. 
Christ himself is the word. And so we are sanctified by hearing the word of God, and in that we're sanctified by Jesus Christ himself. Pope Benedict described this exact line as it's as if the word of God bathes us and consecrates us. We are bathed in the word of God. Now, I don't know about you, but when I hear the readings at Mass, it's not just, the readings aren't just a setup act for the homily. The readings are actually being bathed in the truth. When we hear the readings, we're being consecrated in the truth. This is why our readings have to be proclaimed out loud, because there's something in the hearing them that's consecrating us, that's changing us. But how often during the readings are we, you know, it's very easy to be distracted. It's very easy to not pay attention. I know I'm sitting over in my chair very often thinking, what am I going to say in just a few moments? Or, oop, that's not how you pronounce that name. That's not how you say that ancient city. Um, But rather, when we hear the readings, we should see it as we are being consecrated in the truth. That we are being bathed in the word of God. And that we are being transformed by that. That the truth of the word of God transforms us. And so we as the church are united and we are consecrated in the truth. And then we are sent out into the world. Jesus says, As you sent me into the world, so I sent them into the world. As you sent me into the world, so I send them into the world. Our being here is not meant to be the end of the line. It's not meant to be the finish line. Rather, now we need to go out. We are sent into the world. We are sent to proclaim the gospel. We are sent to bring this truth that we've been consecrated in to many others. We're sent in mission out into the world. But as the church, we have to know that we are not of the world. The church is not of the world. We can't be the church that the world wants us to be. I think particularly in the last 60 years, this has been a bit of a thing. What kind of church does the world want me to be? No. What kind of church does Jesus want us to be? What kind of church does our Lord Jesus want us to be? Because that's not the church the world may want, but it's definitely the church that the world needs. It's not the church that the world may want, but it is the church that the world needs. And so, my friends, just reflecting in this beautiful prayer of our Lord, he's praying for us. He saw us gathered here tonight, his church. He prays that we be united, that we be one, that we be consecrated in the truth, in his word, and then we be sent into the world to bring the saving truth of the gospel to the world, which so deeply needs it.